You're listening to The Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is by Pastor Dean Bernke. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The basis for our sermon this morning is from the fifth chapter of St. Matthew, verses 13 through 20, where Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Please be seated. Salt. Light and the law. We look at those this morning from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. He's preaching on the mountainside to his disciples, and the crowds are overhearing. He's just blessed them with the nine Beatitudes, the blessings which we talked about last week. And then he follows up with salt and light. You are the salt of the earth, Jesus says. Notice right off the bat that Jesus doesn't say you need to become salt, nor does he say you need to work on your saltiness, but he says you are salt. In other words, it's a given, granted by Jesus himself. The disciple of Jesus is salt. So what does this mean? Salt, we know, seasons, it purifies, it preserves, it's useful stuff. You don't need a lot of it, do you? Just enough, sprinkle on a dish to tickle the taste buds. A little goes a long way. In Jesus' day, salt was used to preserve meat from spoilage. And some sacrifices were sprinkled with the salt of the covenant. Salt was used to disinfect wounds. Salt was rubbed on the skin of newborns to protect them from various diseases. But also in that day, salt was valuable. At times, traded for gold, or silver, or fine cloth. Governments would use salt as currency. And the Roman soldiers paid included a stipend of salt. Our English word salary reflects the practice from the Roman word salarium, which means allowance of salt. The whole world is not salt, but the disciple, the follower, you and I 
are salt. Thus, wherever God has shaken you out, be it your home, community, your work, your school, there you salt. Seasoning your little corner of the world with Jesus as one of the salty baptized believers. And you know, you really have no choice. You are, Jesus says, the salt of the earth. And so like it or not, to be a disciple of Jesus makes you salt. You're not sugar, because sweetness is not what the kingdom needs or calls for. He says you are salt, biting, stinging, preserving, purifying. Your little salt goes a long way, longer than you realize or even imagine. And this isn't about a Christian being a moral influence in the world or about a Christian's becoming politically involved. You aren't salt insofar as you are able to affect change in society. You are salt as you follow Jesus. As you die and you rise with him, as you live and move and have your being in him and not in yourself. For you see, your saltiness is not yours, but Christ. It's Christ that makes the disciple salty, just as he is the one who makes them light. His death and his life at work in them are what gives the disciple that peculiar edge. Because without Jesus' death and life, there is no salt in the disciple. Without Jesus' death and life, Disciples become salt without taste. Salt that's lost its savor. Salt that's good for nothing but to be used to pave pathways, to be trampled underfoot. So how would one lose its saltiness? We lose our saltiness by losing your bead on Jesus and fixing your eye on something other than Jesus. You can lose your saltiness by justifying yourself, by trying to atone for your own sins, by leaving out the cross and looking to another way to be, as they say, spiritual without being religious. Well, spirituality Without the death and resurrection of Jesus, it's like salt that's lost its taste. It's worthless. It's fit for the garbage heap. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill. A lamp on a stand. John says Jesus is the light of the world. In fact, Jesus is the source, and the disciple, you and I, are the reflection. Sort of like the moon reflecting the sun's rays. Jesus is light, and you, disciple of Jesus, reflect that light into the darkness of this world. Like salt, light makes a difference, doesn't it? Light is noticed. 
Jesus used the illustration as like a shiny city on a hill whose lights can be seen from miles around. It's like light on a stand that fills the whole room with light. You are light. You're enlightened by the Spirit. At baptisms, a lit candle is given to the newly baptized. It's a symbolic gesture that reminds us that we are light thanks to Jesus, our light. And we reflect him in what we say and what we do. Jesus said, light, light shall shine before men that they may see others, so that others may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Good works. You know, I sometimes get the impression that good works are a dirty word in a Lutheran church. Not so. Here's the proper place for good works, Jesus says, before others. For the neighbor. That person that God has placed next to you. Jesus shines his light on your works, not so that you can see them, or so that God can see them, but so your neighbor can see them. That's how faith is made visible. For faith itself is invisible. You can't see my faith, and I can't see yours. As James reminds us in his second chapter, you can talk all you want about faith, but it doesn't mean anything. He said, it's like saying, be warm to the person who needs a coat. Or be filled to the person who needs food. Faith talk is meaningless to others because faith is between you and God. God sees your faith. People see your works. Keep those straight. And everything, it works out just fine. Let your light shine before others, other people, that they may see your good works. The truth of the matter is, people are watching you closely. People want to see what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. They want to see what difference Jesus actually makes in your life. They need to see the light. They need to taste the saltiness. There's no point in talking about your faith because, well, it's your faith. It really doesn't mean anything to anyone else. You show your faith by what you do. Good works. Those concrete, real, get your fingernails dirty, self-sacrificing, Good works that makes an impression. God doesn't want to see your good works. He knows them before you wave them around. He prepared them for you long before you were around to do them. And the thing is, you can't do enough. You can't do enough, well enough, to enter into heaven. Which brings us to the law and Jesus. 
He said, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, don't kid yourselves here. The scribes and the Pharisees, they were pretty good at keeping the religion game. If anyone nearly earned their way in, it was them. And yet Jesus says, your righteousness has to exceed even theirs. Good works won't get you there. Because even the best of your good works are soiled with sin. With your selfish self-centeredness. Even the most noble act of charity has something less than charitable in it. And that's where Jesus comes in. He came to fulfill the law and the prophets. He didn't come to set aside the commandments as though God changed his mind in midstream. He came to fulfill them. To literally fill them up with his own perfect obedience. Jesus came as the pure salt of the earth, as light of light, the true and only light. His righteousness exceeded that of the scribes and the Pharisees. He was the righteous of God. Jesus kept that law perfectly. He fulfilled the word of the prophets down to the last stroke of the pen. And the wonder of all wonders, the fantastic thing about it is that he gives his righteousness to you. He credits you with something he did. And that is how you become salt. That is how you become light. Not by what you do, but by what Jesus did and does do for you. You are baptized to be the salt of the earth. You are baptized to be the light of the world. You are given to live and love under the umbrella of God's undeserved kindness in Jesus called grace. And under grace, you cannot fail. You cannot fail as a salt of the earth unless, unless you lose your saltiness. That is, you lose your faith in Jesus' blood and righteousness. You cannot fail as the light of the world unless, unless you hide the good works that God is doing through you. At the close of the day, at the end of your life, you are covered with a righteousness not your own. You're covered with a righteousness that exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees. The righteousness that comes as a gift through faith in Jesus, who came to fulfill the law and the prophets, who kept every commandment down to the last stroke of the pen. Be salty. Be light. 
Let them see Jesus. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpass all human understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was filled with joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word. If you have questions or would like more information about Hope Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.hopeaurora.org. Send an email to office at hopeaurora.org or call us at 303-364-7416. This has been The Word of Hope.